0: and welcome back to MacCast, a podcast from the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. I'm Dr. Lauren Vicker. We are in week four of online classes during the coronavirus pandemic, and today we reach out to Fisher's Connections in New York City, the epicenter of the global health crisis. First up, we talk to Zaya Dillon, President of the Student Government Association to find out how the changes have impacted her role as a student and a student leader. Saya, welcome back to MatCast. Uh,
1: thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, thanks so much for carving out some time in your day for being here. You know, earlier in the year, you were on MatCast. Johairi Dela Cruz was asking you about your plans for the year as student government president. Before all this happened, how was the year going? How were your plans falling into place?
1: The year, uh, actually, timing was perfect with the way everything ended. So, I, me and my eboard, we made our trademark as an eboard by having Kevin Richardson come on campus. Um, for those who don't know who he is, um, he's one of the members of the Central Park slash Exonerated Five from the um, Central Park Five Jogger case where um, a young woman was sexually assaulted in Central Park in New York City. And um, we planned for about four and a half months to have him come to campus. And I'm so happy to say that over 800 people came, almost all the seats were filled. We had five high schools come and have a workshop with him, um, a luncheon, and we had a workshop with Fisher students. And um, it was just amazing. So, right it happened right before school closed, and I was very happy about that, Mm -hmm. um, because that was our biggest thing, is that we wanted something, like, life-changing for campus and for the Rochester community, and for us to be able to do that, I said, like, we just, that was our goal. (laughs) We hit our goal.
0: (laughs) wow wow that that was good timing for you and such a high profile event so you definitely deserve congratulations on that so so did you have more warning than the other students about what was happening just because of your high profile position
1: not as high as people think Um, I did, like, you know, was able to speak to the president and Mesa um, Thornton, um, the vice president of student affairs, mm-hmm. and um, they notified us about different plans and scenarios that they're trying to work through, um, especially when watching what was going on, going on with other colleges. Um, I actually wasn't really aware of this going around until I spoke to them. I didn't realize how big of a deal it was um, until then, so I only knew, like, they were these different scenarios, in case this happens, this happens, this happens, um, but they were just as informed as I was in terms of a day by day thing. Like, you know, um, and I did research of research on my own, realizing that this has been an issue. Well, has been going around since November. So I was definitely like, oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. so,
0: <laughs> yeah, and when the other colleges, I think, started closing down, I think that was really the, the trigger for a lot of people, realizing that Fisher Fisher had to follow that, too. Yes. So um, tell us about what it was like for you to have to move off campus and move back home. You are currently in New York City, correct? Yes. So you're at the epicenter of the pandemic. Um, what part of New York are you in?
1: I live in Brooklyn.
0: In Brooklyn, okay. Okay. Yes so tell us about what it was like for you um, trying to do your job as president being a student and then having to move suddenly
1: it was very frustrating because i can remember the day that the campus found out that we were closing um but for me i was more so worried about i was very concerned and i think that was a big frustration for me as a student who does not live in rochester who does not live in Ronde or you know within an hour frustrating that i wasn't really getting answers um in regards to what are you telling students who live three plus hours away and their parents can't just come up and come pick us up and get us Mm -hmm. or we can't afford to just buy a bus ticket or a plane ticket to go home Luckily, my mother was able to do that for me but you know they're like for students who can't do that, it's kind of frustrating, and to get an email on, uh, I think it was, I believe it was
0: Wednesday or Thursday. It was Thursday, yeah, it was Thursday because some students were in class when it happened. Yeah, yeah.
1: To get an email on Thursday to say that we have to leave by Saturday, it it gave me a lot of anxiety because mm-hmm. we've only been back for a week because we had spring break right before. Right. Um, But it was also for me, kind of like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my stuff in my room, my clothes, my shoes, my coats, my books, what do I take home? So like for literally three hours, I was just walking around my messy room trying to figure out what's to pack <laughs> to move home, having no idea if I'm going to come back at all.
0: <laughs> right. right.
1: Um, and then like trying to find like, you know, the cheapest plane ticket to fly home, to get home. So it was just a very frustrating thing. And then you know, thinking about classes, what am I going to do for classes, because I'm graduating early, so working out those things of my internship, it was just a lot of things in between um, that were very frustrating for me, um, and then when we got the email that we will be closed for the rest of the semester, it was kind of like, okay, so my stuff is just going to sit in my room and gather dust, so what yeah. am I going to do now, right. so it was just a lot of things, uh, after about two weeks, I was able to kind of level my head a little bit. Mm -hmm. And relax and just say, you know what, this is what it is. I can't change anything. Um, But I'm doing much better now. So,
0: (laughs) Well, that is definitely good to hear. So when we were trying to set up this interview, you mentioned that you had a conference call about SGA business. So SGA has not shut down just because the campus is shut down, correct?
1: No, um, it just went on a little hiatus. One, I wanted everyone to like, you know, get home and get settled. And for about two weeks, I just didn't bring up anything as wise to anybody in the E-board, because you know, we are students first. And I always tell them that we are students first before we're E-board members. So I really just wanted everybody to um, get home and, you know, resituate themselves and get back on their footing um but uh in terms of sga business right now we're trying to work on elections um filling positions um and trying to see what we can do about that remotely since we're not on campus and trying to see how it will translate into the fall so it's just a lot of stuff that we're trying to tackle um and hopefully like over the summer once like you know commencement passes and you know everybody gets themselves in order then we'll be able to like really focus on stuff like that for the fall
0: right and you're really developing a whole new system right because we've never had this kind of situation before at least yeah. in my memory yeah, yeah so so. It's,
1: it's working everybody's working kind of blindly because we don't know what to do so we're just right. taking it step by step day by day we're just trying to see but right now everything we're doing is like remotely virtually mm-hmm messaging, texting. So our advisor, Amanda Metzger, she's been doing an amazing job trying to um, hold everything together, so.
0: So, and so your main focus now is trying to get a team in place for, for the fall then?
1: Yeah, trying to get that together mm-hmm. and put make sure you know everybody's all up and running, so. Right,
0: and is most of your e-board graduating or are some people returning?
1: It's just um, me that's graduating December oh, okay. Everybody so it's still gonna be here, so. All right,
0: well, that's so, helpful.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to make sure before I leave, everybody feels prepared and fine. Um, most right. of the members are staying, so they already kind of, you know, have already know what to do. But okay. I want to make sure that, you know, they're solid.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great to hear. So, um, so if graduation um, does take place this summer, will you be back to walk the stage, get your degree? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like once I get my diploma in December, it's like, okay.
0: Oh, you're graduating in December. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I feel that's just like a six-month, like a six-seven-month gap. And I'm on a right. mm-hmm. nursing, and I'm. But, you know, I come from a Caribbean household. So they make a big deal about events like graduation.
0: Right. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's not something you have to worry about this summer then. So so that part is good. Okay. That's great. Um. So what are, do you have some future plans after this Um summer and semester is over
1: it's a lot of things in the works right now um i just try i'm trying to get through this summer so i can start putting things in place um but i will be searching for a job um working in a legal field or the criminal justice field because my degree is in those areas and i'm interested Mm -hmm. in both so i'm going to be trying to get some work there i'm also um trying to get um certified as a paralegal um, and just trying to figure out the process for that and like when I can do it. Mm. Um, so that's like the two big things. Um, right now, there are other things in the works, but like it's still like up in the air. So we're going to work it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty good because right now everything is so uncertain that I think students are having a hard time even planning what they're going to do after this semester ends, much less that. So, so
1: and like I'm like, okay. But <laughs> this happened, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, how much fur? This is going to get pushbacks. <laughs> so, right,
0: right. I think everybody's feeling that way right now. So um, so before we wrap up, do you have anything that you would like to tell Fisher students? I know you've been working with your e-board but, and probably sending messages out that faculty don't see, but is there anything specifically you'd like to say or tell them? I would
1: say, um, you know, it's just hard on all of us, it's different for all of us. I do hope that, you know, everyone is home and safe. If you are an essential worker like me, I'll push through like, you know, some of us need the money and some of us, you know, we already had a job before leaving Fisher. So Mm -hmm. I would say like, you know, I commend you a lot, trust me, a lot of people are very grateful for us and working and as students, you know. Finals are coming up or coming up soon. So um, I hope you guys do well. Don't psych yourself out. Um, <laughs> um, you know, your professors are there to help. And I'll also say, like, you know, this is just temporary. I always try to think of that, think of it as that way. This is just temporary. This is not mm-hmm. permanent. Um, and hopefully we'll all be back on campus. Probably won't be like how it normally is. It might be very different, but... Mm-hmm you know, this is just temporary. It's not forever.
0: Right, right. Very good. Well, I think that's a great message to leave us with. So, Zaya Dillon, thank you so much for joining us today, and you stay safe in your job since you are an essential worker, as well as being a student and SGA president and an intern. After a short break, we'll be joined by another Fisher student from New York City and a young alum who lives and works in Manhattan. Stay with us. Welcome back to Maccast. I'm Lauren Vicker. So joining us now are Fisher student Jahairi de Dela Cruz and Media and Communication alum Ashley Grace. Johari is familiar to MatCast listeners as she has appeared on MatCast, Doing What's Happening, and has conducted some great interviews over the last year. Ashley Grates is a member of the Class of 2017 and currently works as an account manager at W2O Group in New York City, and she lives in Manhattan, but is now joining us from her parents' home in Utica. So, Johari and Ashley, welcome to MatCast. Hi. Hi. So Jahiri, we just heard from Zaya Dillon about how much confusion and uncertainty there was surrounding the closing of the campus and classes going online. And I know you also had to move out of the residence halls. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience?
2: Yeah, so when we heard the news that we had to evacuate campus, we just got back from spring break. And a lot of students were anticipating the close because surrounding schools were closing and we knew that the coronavirus And many more cases were happening in New York, but we still didn't get any notice as to whether we would have to leave or not, or if we could stay or if class were going to be canceled. There was a lot of confusion and we didn't know what was going to happen. And so when we did get the news, a lot of us were in classes or at work and they basically said, you have two days to pack your stuff and move and that's it. So it was hard to take in because for a lot of students like myself, they are not from the area. We basically had to find our way home, and some, some students don't have the means to fly back or take a train or bus. And a lot of students were worried about being able to leave by that deadline. So I know that a lot of students were panicking kind of because <laughs> of that, because I was in many different text groups, and a lot of people were calling me and saying, What is happening? How are you getting home? So I'm really happy that HOP, um, the program I'm part of, uh, was able to work with Campus Life to get a bus free for New York City kids, and they took us back
0: uh, down to Manhattan. So the college actually got a bus for all of the HEOP kids who needed transportation down to New York City.
2: Yeah, they basically, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of students were going to our the HOP office and talking to our director, Clarence mm-hmm. Norman, mm-hmm. and they were asking him, how do we get home? I don't know how to get home. I don't have money to get home. So he really did vouch for all of us, and he talked, I believe he talked to Campus Life, and he... Um, basically asked if there was a way for them to take us back home. So the campus opened it up to all New York City kids or in that area. And they were able to take that bus home and they just had to figure it out from after that.
0: That's great. But I mean, it must also have been hard because you are a senior. So this was your last few months on campus and doing all the activities, seeing all your friends, that sort of thing. So now you're home in Queens. Is that right?
2: Yeah, Uh, it's definitely not how I imagined (laughs) senior year to end but you know
0: now are you able to get out at all or are you pretty much home with your family I know you have a big extended family too so
2: I do luckily for me I live in an area and I live in an area where all my cousins and um, uncles and aunts are around me so we live in the same buildings and they're connected so I have been able to see family pretty regularly but since it's been getting worse uh pretty much been confined to my house um i am still able to leave if i want to but my parents don't think it's the best idea so i only left twice and that was before it got really bad
0: wow okay now you're also president of cardinal television are you able to do any video work while you're home
2: Unfortunately, as far as uh, my personal um, use of the studios and making content for Carnal Television, I have not been able to continue on to make videos. I know that a lot of students were in progress of making their own episodes, and that had to be cut off. And some of them are still trying to figure it out with Professor Serekin and Cecil Felton. So I think they're going to try to put out some content as far as what they have access to at home, but it's pretty much been at a halt. And all I've been able to do is make budgets and things like that for next year's group of CTV students.
0: Got it. Okay. So, Ashley, can you um, tell us a little bit about how you went from graduating from Fisher to working in New York City?
3: Yeah. So, when I graduated in 2017, moving to New York City was always something that I wanted to do. My um, older sister actually lived at New York City at the time. So I would always go visit her and kind of got a feel for things. So once I graduated, I kind of made it like my goal to go down there. And then about six months after graduating, I ended up getting hired at my current company, W2O, and started um, actually commuting from my relative's house in Westchester. So it was about a two-hour door-to-door commute. And then quickly... (laughs) Um, yeah, it was, it was very strenuous. Um, and then quickly, I um, planned to move in with one of my friends from home who was starting grad school in the winter of that time, because this was around November when I started working. So around February, we moved into our apartment that is in the financial district. So it gave me the ability to walk to work. I didn't have to take the subway to work, which was actually really convenient. Um, and yeah, overall, it's been great. And
0: what does your company actually do?
3: So we're a healthcare communications and marketing firm. And um, I think one of the biggest things that sets us apart is we're very analytics driven. So we work with cross-functional teams and we work with um, people all over. Like we have offices all over the U.S. and even um, overseas too. So it's kind of been very interesting experience learning how to work from the get-go with people um, via Zoom and other things like that. So, especially there, I think it's just been overall a good experience. And yeah, just learning how to serve different clients within the healthcare space has been really um, a huge learning experience for me.
0: So, working from home for you has not been a huge transition.
3: No, actually, a lot of my team, so a lot of people are in the New York office, but I work with people in Austin, Colorado, um, for the most part some people in Boston, so it's kind of been just, I don't see as many people during the day, but (laughs) overall, like, my work experience hasn't been too disruptive, which is nice.
0: Now, the information about COVID-19, I I think in some ways it seemed kind of abrupt to students like, oh, we're closing campus, we're going online, it's over. Did you have more of a sense because you were already in Manhattan and, you know, kind of at the epicenter of, of all that was going on?
3: Yeah, so that's a good question. So actually, it was really interesting, I think, like looking back on it now, because I remember, I think it was about March 12th when we got an email from our company saying starting March 16th, we'd be working from home. Um, like mandatory work from home but I remember earlier that week I had to go return something and I lived down by the 9-11 memorial and that is one place that I will say is always crowded there's always tourists there's always people and I remember after work it was about 6 30 which is a pretty busy time I think I was walking past the memorial and it was completely empty like it was just a very eerie Mm -hmm. feeling and I think at that point no one knew like how intense this is going to be. But I just remember thinking, wow, this is like, okay, this is like bad. Like This is not like people were walking home from work with their monitors in hand to like prepare to work from home. Like it was just like very interesting
0: and like empty. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you decide that you were going to leave New York City and, and go back to stay with your parents? Yeah.
3: So that weekend, I think things kind of started to get not I would say unsettling where it was just like there weren't as many people around all this news was coming out so I definitely made the decision to go home on the earlier side of a lot of people that I knew but just because I was kind of thinking like if I'm going to be here I live in a like two-bedroom like flexed apartment so like kind of have fake walls so I (laughs) kind of thought like if I'm going to be stuck here I need to go home just for my sanity and so like I'll have more space and That way, if anything does happen, like I'm home and I don't have to worry about getting home because I know there are rumors about them shutting down like trains and planes and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I was just like, if I can leave now, I might as well go.
0: So do you have any friends or colleagues who've stayed in Manhattan?
3: Yeah, I actually know a handful of people who are still there. And it's really interesting to get their thoughts on everything because it kind of ranges from like some people say that, for the most part you don't leave your apartment but it's pretty much business as usual except for when you go to the grocery store and things like that they have it very separated so everyone's standing six feet apart they only let so many people in the grocery store at one time but overall they have said that it's really um great to see how the community has come together because i know like new york city people get a bad reputation of being like snobby and rude and no one's smiling when they're walking to their next destination everyone's wearing yeah. headphones i do it like, <laughs> so it's been actually really cool to hear about all of those stories and i know every night at 7 p.m um everyone like across the city opens their windows people are cheering people are banging pots and pans together to thank um the healthcare workers and all the essential employees so that's actually been really cool to hear about
0: yeah, that's pretty cool that's pretty cool so you said you're already used to working from home but it must be kind of different being back at utica after being in new york city oh
3: yes yeah. <laughs> this is never this is never part of my plan i just no. leave so, right. as much as i love being home i do it's just very different whereas i think it almost feels like life is on hold like mm-hmm everything that we were meant to be doing. I was supposed to have a wedding this weekend, like everything is just on hold, nothing's happening. So it's weird being home, because I almost feel like I'm in high school again. Because I haven't been home really since I graduated college for a few months before I started working in New York City.
0: Yeah, wow. So you had an internship at your company uh, this summer, which we had announced on an earlier episode of MacCast. Is that on hold also? Is, Is everything on hold in terms of what's happening?
3: That's actually a really good question, and I can definitely find you more information on that. (laughs) I know for the most part, I think they're still planning to move forward with things, but I'm sure as everything changes, they're taking it day by day. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how that turns out.
0: So, um, Juhari, you're a graduating senior. I know your big extended family was so excited about your graduation, coming to Rochester, see you walk across the stage. Um, if they do hold the ceremony later this summer will you come back
2: if they hold it this summer I would definitely love to come back um, I've been talking to my mom and my dad about it and you know they you know they were all excited to go but you know mm-hmm. you can't control these things and the best practice right now is to make sure that everyone is at home so um, I would love to go back if it's this summer I think if it's a lot of students that when I've been talking to some friends I know a lot of people have been contemplating if it's next year, like in the winter, some of them might not come back because they're already planning to get jobs and back home or moving to different areas. So if they, if they have it over the summer, I would love to go.
0: Well, and we would very much like to see you as well. So um, are you able to make any plans now or do you feel like everything's on hold for your future? I know you were going to come back and start applying for jobs and.
2: I know that it's been, I like kind of like how you asked Ashley about her company and the internships. I don't know if there are holds on certain companies or not. So Mm -hmm. what I just did was I talked to CCAP to get my resume cover letter looked at and I was going to start applying to jobs that I had in mind. I've been kind of favoring them and holding them on because I guess the best thing that I could do right now is apply. And if they say yes, then I'll start whenever they say to start. And Mm -hmm. you know, just, keep trying from now so right right
0: very good okay so Ashley what do you see is going to happen with your company Uh, I should have asked you before actually are you really busy now because you're basically a healthcare related firm Um, and do you see it things changing just the whole dynamics of it because of what's happening
3: yeah so I definitely think we're very busy because everyone is just putting their best foot forward in order of trying to figure out plans relating to um, pivoting because of COVID-19, especially because I work on a lot of social media-based accounts that we're trying to figure out some of the social things that we had in place, like how to make things digital or virtual in that sense. So I do think everyone is actually very busy, and which is nice. I can't complain. Um, But, no, it's been really interesting to see how some of the things we thought we'd be doing this year are kind of now
0: changing because of this. Right, right, yeah. Do you have any advice for young professionals maybe who haven't had the opportunity to work from home and the kinds of things that you have learned about it?
3: Yeah, definitely. When we when they rolled out in our company, um we could work from home one day a week. It was definitely, I think, a learning experience in and of itself. But I would say the biggest thing, especially now, um, that I've been trying to do is to have a set routine. Like I pretty much wake up, work out, Then I get myself situated to start my day. And I also would recommend um, finding like just one place to work that you can sit down and like, you know, you can get things done in. Like I know in college, I always had the mentality, oh, if I'm in the library, I'm going to get so much done. I'll be so much more productive. The same kind of goes with this. Like when I'm here, if you have the space for it, I try not to sit in my room. I try to, or I try to move around throughout the day. So I'm not stuck in one place too like even if it's moving like three chairs over of where I'm sitting just so I have a different scenery but like finding a place where you can feel the most productive I think is the biggest thing that I've learned through all this.
0: That's that is really good advice. I know Johari and I were talking about um students coming into Zoom classes, and they're like laying in their beds and they're covered with their quilts <laughs> and they've got their pets around them. and I sometimes don't know if they're as focused on classes. so Johari, have you learned anything any lesson from getting your work done you you've got senioritis anyway, right? Last semester, double major. she's pretty much done with things
2: <laughs> i I've definitely learned that. If you didn't know time management before, you'll definitely learn it now. I think that because, uh, well, it depends on, I guess, the person and how many classes uh, you're taking and what your workload is, but I know that for me, I've always had difficulty sometimes focusing. So what's funny now is that now that I'm home with even more distractions around, I make sure I do my homework in advance and things like that and all my work that I have to get done in advance because, I don't know when the next moment I have free, but yeah, uh, one of the things that I've learned is, that's really important for students working from home is time management. Um, trying to find motivation when you might feel like you have none around. So those are some of the biggest things I've learned, and just kind of pushing on, especially for seniors that are entering the work field and workforce later on in the in the year, is just to keep pushing, just finding that motivation to apply and look for something to do after graduation.
0: Great, right, right, okay. Well, and that's um, gonna be a good answer to a question and when you get to a job interview about what you took away from this experience. So very good. Well, Ashley Grates, Johari Dela Cruz, thank you so much for joining us today. on am Matt and please stay safe and well. Thank you. Thank you. Matt Cast is a production of the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. Listen on SoundCloud or subscribe on Apple Podcasts and like us on social media so others can find and enjoy these conversations. Jenna Ferrari is our audio producer, doing an amazing job working from her home in Syracuse and sharing Wi-Fi with her parents and three brothers. Our original theme music was composed and performed by Dr. Joseph Lopicaro. Jordan Proietti designed our logo. Cecil Felton is our executive producer. And I'm Lauren Vicker. Thanks for joining us. Please stay safe and well, and we'll see you next week.